Welcome to the Aegeas Podcast Studio 2030, in which we bring you big questions, big ideas and big debates about the future and how we can all navigate our way towards success. In this second season, you will get to know some of the great minds and inspiring people working at Aegeas. We'll ask them the tough questions you wouldn't dare to ask, all the while learning from their careers and finding out what it is like to work for one of the biggest insurance companies in the world. Welcome back to Studio 2030. I'm your host, Ianka Vlerakers, and today I'm joined by Hedy de Lobelle, CEO of AG Insurance Belgium, the Belgian division of Aegeas. Hello, Hedy. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you. It's nice to be here. You've spent almost your entire career working in insurance. How did you first become interested in insurance? To be honest, Please. working in insurance was not what I wanted to do at the start, eh? I started my studies in mathematics with the intention to become a teacher. I spent the first two years at university in Kortrijk and then the next two in Leuven. And I have to say that I did another master degree in Leuven to stay a bit longer in Leuven. <laughs> so I specialized in actuarial science. Mm -hmm. That's a discipline that involves a lot of statistics, calculating premiums for insurance provisions, life expectancy, etc. Mm -hmm. So after six years of studying, normally it would be a natural reflection to go into the insurance sector. But I had still the feeling to become a teacher, but my father thought that it would be better to go into the business, certainly at the start of my career. And so I joined a software company working for insurance companies and I found myself working on the calculation behind the software. And after four years, I joined AG, where I continued to work in actuarial functions in the beginning. And now you've been almost with AG for 26 years now. So it's not so obvious these days to work for the same employer for almost your entire career. So what does that say about you or about AG? It used to be common to spend one's entire career within one employer. I had the ability to move laterally and vertically within the same company, meaning that there was no need to look elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And also my leadership style was aligned with the company's DNA. I felt satisfied, fulfilled. So for me, no need to no change. need to change. Well, that's interesting. I'll, we'll talk about your leadership style later on. What advice would you give to young people starting out today who want to build a career? Oh, for young and ambitious professionals, I would advise them to first clarify what's important to them in a job and what makes them feel fulfilled. Very mm -hmm. important. And if they are experiencing problems or frustrations in their current role, they should know that in a large company like ours, there is often another role that is better suited for their preferences. So... Very important that they should feel free to talk to mm -hmm. their manager or HR about their aspirations. Yeah. So, in fact, your 
implying that it's often a good strategy to stay in the same company, contrary to common belief? Yeah, I think that it is important to change the mindset that staying in one company for too long is a failure mm -hmm. or is not sexy enough. This idea is particularly strong among young workers. So I think as a company, we should be aware of this and work very hard on internal mobility yeah. or job crafting, encourage and facilitate that yeah. because flexibility is a key focus given how fast things are changing and working on the adaptability of our employees is one of AG's top priorities. We have a lot of initiatives such as Try and Fly, where employees can explore different roles for just one day, or other initiatives to stimulate employees to learn. We also invest heavily in retaining talent by encouraging growth and empowerment, for example, through ongoing conversations, continuous feedback, rather than only this annual reviews. Yeah. So if I wanted to join AG now, um, what is the most important thing for me to figure out? If I want to work in insurance or the most essential thing? Because once in the company, I can figure out what kind of role, things I can do, but what do I really need to know to get started to say, okay, let's try this company? I think that a certain interest And insurance helps, of course, of course yeah. to come working at AG. But I think if you like to help customers mm -hmm. uh, fulfill their needs, and it can be by being there where they have a claim or by analyzing data mm -hmm. to change our offers, etc., etc., We have still so many opportunities to evolve yeah. in the company. So everyone who is dynamic can join us, yeah. uh, for sure. Yeah, thank you. Let's talk about you and what makes you tick now, but also about difficulties you might have encountered I've heard that you are a CEO who not only likes to connect, but loves to connect. What does connection mean to you? Yeah, For me, connection means fostering a warm culture within the company. It's having a big company that feels like a family, where we can really work together and strive for better results together. Okay, that's nicely said, but how do you put that in practice? Well, uh, when I became CEO, mm -hmm. the COVID-19 pandemic forced us to work remotely and be isolated. So that didn't help. Huh? But we recognized the importance of maintaining our company culture, of keeping the connection amongst colleagues. And even behind our screens, we made sure that the culture thrived. We had launched an internal social network that helped a lot just before the pandemic. And so during the pandemic, it facilitates the interaction between yeah. us. Very important. And we encourage also people to see each other. For example, by sharing a flag, we sent out 200 flags and we stimulate colleagues mm -hmm. to see each other and to go for a walk or a ride. 
but still most meetings were online most of the time. So how did you handle those? Yeah, it was not easy, of course. In the beginning, we were working with Skype for business, and that was even more difficult. When we switched to Teams, it was a big help because it was the first time we could turn on the camera. Mm. And seeing people's faces helps the interaction. But we cannot forget that it doesn't replace physical contact. And even to switch on the cameras, we had to encourage people. So we even made a video of people in a meeting wearing sacks over their heads to show the effect of not seeing people's faces. We also made phone calls to see if anyone was feeling lonely or to test if there were any organizational problems, for example, for families with young children, etc., So we found ways to keep the culture intact during and after the pandemic by providing incentives to socialize. And after the pandemic, it stays important because we are now in a regime of two days in the office. And also there, we have to make efforts to connect. It's important to network, Mm -hmm. learn, collaborate, and also to celebrate successes together. Now, CEOs have a very challenging job and people are always interested in finding out how people with challenging jobs, men and women, find their work-life balance. So may I ask a question to you as well? How do you manage to balance your work and life? Uh, Balancing personal and professional life is always a challenge eh? for me, but I think for many people. I found that an open communication with my husband and finding solutions that make you both feel good or key. Mm-hmm. And when our children were younger, my mother helped us with their care. But when she passed away, then it was very difficult for the organization. So my husband and I had really to reassess our roles. Yeah, but you figured it out. We figured it out. <laughs> Because my husband wanted to spend more time with the children. And Uh that was already visible when I was on maternity leave for our first child. I had a few months and he had only a few days. And he really envied me. In the end, he decided to become a teacher so he could spend more time at home with our children. And for me, it was more easy to be relaxed on the job. And so it's important to communicate with your partner and find solutions together and don't plan everything ahead. eh? Know that life can change unexpectedly and try to be flexible. Yeah, but so your husband became a teacher, but at the beginning of your career, you wanted to become a teacher. and my husband didn't want to be a teacher in the (laughs) beginning. Do you envy your husband now because he's a teacher? Not today, but I think when we will have grandchildren, maybe Maybe I will. Okay, then we'll have this conversation again. Okay. So, but how do you manage self-care? Because managing your family, that's one thing, but managing your self-care, that's something else. Self-care is also very important to me, uh, but uh, not so easy 
to give it enough priority. Mm -hmm. So at least once a week, I make sure that I do some vigorous physical activity, yeah. such as one hour of spinning, oh uh, my very God. intensive. Yeah. In the mornings before meetings, I try to go for a walk, uh, mm -hmm. which I incorporate into my routine as I come from Kortrijk. And at weekends, I watch my daughters play volleyball and cheer them on. It's yeah. for me also a way to disconnect. Yeah. And, and what about uh, walk meetings during the week? Is there a possibility to do something like that? How, sometimes. But uh, what I do on a regular basis, if the weather is good, then I'm going for an informal meeting mm -hmm. in the garden of the campus. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also nice to have yeah, some a fresh little air. bit of fresh air. Yes. How did you discover you liked being a leader? I've always been energized by working with people. And I can say that I first discovered it when I was leading a group in the Hero. Mm -hmm. the Hero is a youth organization comparable with the Scouts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But a different uniform. And different, <laughs> certainly. <laughs> and uh, this experience helped me realize that you can really have an impact as a leader. And in my first job at TG, I had already the chance to lead a small team, which allowed me for more collaboration and teamwork. And I tried to energize the team, mm -hmm. but I was aware that the team was energizing me. And so as a result... I was given projects that required more and more teamwork and this pattern continued as I took on more responsibilities. And how have you developed your leadership style? How did you discover that? Oh, developing my leadership style is an evolving process with challenges and obstacles. In the past, technical skills were highly valued in a manager while other aspects were considered less important. However, I feel that it was important to be a bit different. I wanted to focus it more on working closely with my team, encouraging more teamwork and collaboration. I found that this approach was more successful as we achieved our goals together. Yeah. So you became a different kind of leader compared to your manager. Yes, and I struggled even with some comments that I received on my leadership style. So my unwillingness to engage in political games and the comment that I was too close to my direct reports and that these two things would prevent me from further developing my career. So... I was struggling because it didn't fit with how I saw leadership. And I was wondering if I really needed to change. But uh, my mentor advised me to value this style of leadership and maintain my yeah. authenticity. These two comments were rather a strength than a weakness in his belief. So I realized that in order to grow, I needed to practice and train in leadership, yeah. but capitalize yeah. on my strength. Can you give an example? Well, an example is the way I did an interview for an evaluation. 
At first, I imitated the style of my manager that was used for my own evaluation. I didn't like it, but I thought it had to be done that way. Right. Yeah. And I was really happy that I was invited by HR to a training session, even if I was already doing interviews of evaluation for a couple of years. And there I really realized that the way I was approaching appraisals was not the right way. I was even a bit ashamed. So I needed to prepare better and take this a moment as a unique opportunity to motivate people. I really love the way you were open to the fact you had to relearn things to find your own leadership style. But what I hear you say as well is that mentoring was important to you. Yes, that was important. Mentoring and guidance have played an mm -hmm. important role in different uh, moments of my career in developing my leadership skills. I've also been a mentor to others, mm -hmm. which has helped me learn from my mentees as well and motivated me to continue growing as a leader. Yeah. So you are kind of used to leaving your comfort zone. Why? <laughs> I have to say that I never expected to leave my comfort zone. But yeah, an opportunity to take on a new role presented itself. And often people, and I have to say, especially women, are reluctant to apply for positions if they don't meet all the criteria. Mm. Or it was certainly the case for me. And uh, so I initially didn't consider applying for the role of chief risk officer because I didn't think I ticked all the boxes. And however, there was someone who saw my potential had trust in me and encouraged me to apply. And so uh, at another moment, very early in my career, my mentor, Bart Smet, who is now the chairman of AGIAS, played as well a crucial role in guiding me to step out of my comfort zone for the first time. I was at that time working in employee benefits thinking that I had to capitalize on this experience forever. Mm -hmm. And he encouraged me to do another role, to dive into another business, a role that didn't seem the ideal fit at first. But when you have to make jump, the jump, yeah, then yeah, really a new world opens up. Yeah. So it seems to me that it's a kind of a combination of being curious yourself, but hesitant. And then have that mentor beside you said, come on, just go. Yeah, the little push. The little push, yeah. What have you learned? Oh, I've learned that uh, jumping, trying something different cannot be a failure. If it doesn't work out, then mm -hmm. at least you learn always from every step you take and that you can always come back and explore other opportunities yeah. if needed. And final question, what about your own future, Hedy? Yeah, difficult question because I expect my current role at AG to be my last in the company, eh? mm -hmm. by definition, if you are the CEO. So um, I haven't made any long-term career plans until I retire. 
I'm certainly open to explore different avenues in the future, but maybe not necessary in the insurance industry. It can be even in the social sector or maybe even becoming a teacher. <laughs> so yes, it would come full circle if I would do that at a certain point in time. I wish you all the best, Heidi. Thank you for being my guest. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Studio 2030, brought to you by Aegeas. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please subscribe and share with your friends and colleagues. For more information on Aegeas, please check out the company website at aegeas.com. Be sure to take a look at our careers page or dive into even more HR-related topics. Enjoy, until next time. <laughs>